Everybody, we are back today, joined by a very special guest. We got Braden. Braden currently runs the biggest Juice World fan account on Twitter. Is that correct? That is. That's outstanding. He's followed by a little baby and all this stuff. So, what got you started uh, in your journey to social media, bro? Yeah. So back before Juice World had any like music released on like Spotify, it was like only SoundCloud. I, it was funny. I had like some YouTube channels where I'd like upload like his songs. Just, I mean, they would only get like a couple hundred views, maybe like a thousand, not for any like money or anything. But um, yeah, I would just, I wanted to like his music to be heard more. So I did that. And then once he got picked up by, you know, Grade A's label, <clears throat> I, uh, and he started getting some like uh, recognition, I decided to make like, my juice world fan page which i have now and then like it was probably like four months before he died um i was just like posting links to like the youtube video i don't even i was just messing around on youtube but i switched it to a fan page uh just like maybe a month before he died and yeah i've just kind of been growing it ever since and the reason i made a fan page was because I didn't see like any other fan pages on Twitter, really. You know, there are a couple Juice World accounts, but really small and, you know, not too much of a community. So I kind of wanted to build that. So you started in like 2017-ish? It was, yeah, I started this account in 2019, but uh, on YouTube, I was kind of, you know, doing some Juice World stuff related stuff in 2017 2018 yeah how did you discover him because i feel like a lot of us normal people um just kind of and i'm not big into the hip-hop or whatever Mm -hmm. i'm into it but i'm not into it into it like the underground stuff i mean i started i heard him in 2018 in like july and i know um he'd been doing stuff i was i watched that documentary he's been doing stuff forever so when, when did you get into him yeah, so it was, I believe, summer of 2017. Uh, SoundCloud, I'm sure a lot of people know, has like a station feature, just like a lot of other, you know, uh, music app, apps and stuff. But yeah, so I was on um, a SoundCloud station for, that's just how I discovered like new artists. So I'd find a song I'd like, and then I would start a station with them and it would pick like other songs like them or like that one. So that's when I found it was like, I forget which song, maybe it was Fallback. It's like one of his, it's not even released on like Sound or Spotify. It's only SoundCloud. Uh, I heard one of those songs and I was like, oh, wow, sounds really good. So I started listening to some more music. Then he released like, uh, like All Girls Are the Same and Lucid Dreams on SoundCloud. Um, and I was like, oh, this, this guy's really that, good. That shit blew up. Yeah. So. That's like how I discovered him just kind of on my own. No one really like put me on. I was trying to like put on my friends and brothers, which worked. But um, yeah, I just he sounded really good. So kept listening to him. 
Oh, it's unbelievable. What do you think? What drew you to his music? Because I, you know, especially watching that documentary, it was it's just so powerful. And it's he's still like top 10. He hasn't released new music in a long time. He's still 32 million listeners or listeners a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was I, I feel like I share a common opinion with other people. He had just kind of a unique sound. He wasn't like really I just had never heard like I couldn't put a name on the genre of music he made and it was it was just different I like this flow I, I thought his voice was really good that was like a big thing um and honestly like his music just kept getting better and better like with like better production after he got signed and everything but um really the main thing was he just sounded different than a lot of other uh you know artists like coming up on soundcloud yeah he uh he kind of came in on that that peak soundcloud rap era oh definitely and why like how is he different well i i you know you probably know the answer to this but like what he was so different from the little pumps and the little peeps and stuff like that like what what bridged that gap between him, you know, being on SoundCloud to being, you know, multi-multi-millionaire, um, super recognizable worldwide. Yeah, I, I think he had some serious, uh, like, substance to his lyrics. And, uh, and you know, some of, like, Lil Pump, for example, he had just made, like, quick hits, I feel like, that, you know, people would just blast for, like, maybe, like, a couple weeks. Ju Juice World, his music had uh more meaning behind it and you know a lot of people like his age when he was growing up and you know early like early late teens uh they go through a lot of the same like problems that he would talk about and it was just super relatable for you know a big group of people and i think people liked listening to that because they wanted to feel like they weren't like alone in some of the you know yeah it's it's he's like did you watch the documentary by the yeah, way yeah i've seen it a bunch what'd you think i thought it was really good um i would have liked maybe a little bit more when he was like a kid but i mean uh, the amount of footage they have throughout his you know uh journey as an artist is incredible and i think it, it was it was wild very much, well yeah it was wild how much footage they had because yeah. like I they even had videos from iPhones and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like it was just crazy to me. Um, but yeah, there there's definitely just something that drew people to the music. It was a lot of just angst, and I I can definitely see like how he was 20, like I'm 20 right now, and he mm -hmm. died. I'm about to turn 21, and he was pretty much the he's I think three years older than me, but like he's like that that was the voice of everybody currently in high school going through stuff or in yep. meals, like it was unbelievable no definitely yeah i mean it really a lot of people go through a lot of the things you would you'd talk about whether it's like anxiety depression or you know substance abuse and you know his music just sounded good it, it wasn't just that people could relate to it it was really good music also so what uh what do you attribute that to I really his I just think his voice and flow on some of these songs is like addicting. I I really don't go a day without uh, listening to his music. It's 
it just has like an addicting quality to it. Um, and I've seen people talk about that on Twitter too. Um, like just super big fans. They, they just, they're always listening to him. And um, I guess I really haven't thought about that part too much, but um, I don't know. I don't get the same feeling like from listening to too many other artists. Right. Uh, because there really aren't a lot of songs from Juice World that I don't like. Like he really nailed like every album and a lot of his unreleased stuff is insane too. I mean, um, <clears throat> Death Race for Love and um, All Girls Are the Same, like only bangers on All Girls Are the Same, like maybe one skip, but every single song. Uh, goodbye and Good Riddance. Single. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, Excuse yeah. me. What did I say? You just said All Girls Are the Same. You're good oh, though. <laughs> sorry. Goodbye and Good Riddance. Every single song on that album was unbelievable. Oh, um, yeah. You know, black and white candles, like the whole, all of it was just it was banger after banger after banger. And I remember, you know, being 16 years old and being like, uh, I still see your shadows. Like it was just, he was so talented, man. And it's just like, it's, it's hard to comprehend how someone like so young would handle all that fame. I know he, he really seemed older than he really was with how you know just talented he was it's hard to look at you know someone like 18 19 uh and he just really handled i mean i don't know how he handled it but not uh, well not well not well but um it's just incredible he's so young like i i it's i'm 20 I'm yeah. tw- like I'm old. I'm as 19. Shit yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. We're young, like we're old, bro. We're, we're, but we're also young and healthy. And like yeah. to see, and he was doing a tour in Australia. Mm-hmm. Like that all it wasn't just in Chicago or it wasn't just in you know LA, this or that. He was world, he truly was worldwide. Mm-hmm. Why what what's the uh, appeal of the unreleased stuff versus the stuff like why is some of it unreleased versus why does some of it uh make the album because i i was reading he has you know three or four hundred songs in the bank other artists uh um when they for example um like pink floyd their last and i'm a big pink floyd fan their last mm-hmm. album was uh the mystic river that was just stuff that didn't make the cut of their the division belt, which is an album like 1992. So it was just a bunch of scraps. But mm-hmm. Juice World has like what, like three or four hundred unreleased songs. There are about I think there's already over seven hundred that have been leaked, and then there's apparently, you know, maybe a thousand, two thousand more that haven't been heard so it, it really numbers that are just unimaginable like how he could produce that much music but back to your question um i think you know i think a lot of the music that's unreleased and leaked that i've heard uh the appeal is i think he goes like deeper into some of the topics he talked about and i don't know I don't know the process for picking songs to release, whether uh, for grade A, but um, some of the songs were just really raw that he made that were unreleased. And I, I think, you know, 
with goodbye and good riddance so it was kind of like a you know it had some like sadder songs on it and those were like the hits so i think they tried to like follow that uh a vibe like with future releases um and i a lot there's a lot of like hyper unreleased songs from juice world that you know show a different side of his uh you know talent so oh so you're saying that um like they wanted to grade a wanted to have like one or two sadder songs but keep like bangers on there just like head bopping like hype songs i my from what i i think i think they um they had success with like sadder songs and I feel like they've released more sad songs than like hyper songs. Mm. Um, Definitely but, on the last album. Yeah. A lot of them were really uh, depressing. Yeah, no, definitely. So, and those, those do well, but the, you know, the unreleased music is a lot of uh, more rap and like harder songs than uh, just like depressing songs. But I like it all, but that's like the reason why I think people like his unreleased music. Gotcha. And what, but like, why are they just, they, are they sitting on it because they want to make more albums or are they, you know? What's yeah, the plan I there? don't, I don't know. Um, it's a good question. I mean, they've, I mean, they've been doing like an album a year, which is plenty. So, I mean, they just have so many songs they could release that. But I mean, I would love them to release it all, but I don't yeah. know how realistic that is. No, I, I mean, not at all. But it would kind of be whack because we just get over it in like a week. Yeah, a lot of the songs would get lost. and People like listening to them, they wouldn't really. What the, gosh, they wouldn't really do very well, but um I don't know. I, I think it's like a nice treat for people who are like huge fans to, you know, still be able to listen to the leaked music. Um, but, you know, the common fan still has all the released music and they can find the unreleased music. It's all over the Internet, but um, it's, it's pretty easy. Even I figured out how to do it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very easy. What do you do? You like the unreleased better because it's raw, or do you like kind of more polished uh, songs? Yeah, that's a good question. I tend to listen to his unreleased music more often, probably due to just the quantity of it. You know, I I would guess he has maybe a hundred or so released songs, including uh, all his SoundCloud music, but. Um, you know, that doesn't compare to the like 700, 750 leaked songs. Right. Uh, so I listen to more unreleased than released, but um, his release music is still very good. Like, I think they've picked some very good songs to release. So, yeah. They uh, they botched one of my favorites, though. The um, It Goes Down. I don't know if you you know that one. Oh, that um, until the plug comes around yeah around yeah yeah why they botched it the unreleased was a million times better than um the release music why do you why do you say that i'm curious i didn't notice a huge difference that's why um i just the 
the SoundCloud version was like it goes down, down, and the they just slowed it way down for the. Oh, okay. Version, and it was just kind of like, kind of. You liked I, the more like yeah the quicker. Okay. I like I like the see. I I don't know how you feel, but I I really like. I I get that some of the subject matter is really sad and like substance abuse and stuff like that, and I I can appreciate the sadder songs and with a but i really i love the the hype songs because i think mm-hmm. at the end of the day like that's what really brought a lot of the people together like my one of my favorite internet videos ever is um you know like one of the days close to when he passed away was these kids in like middle school or high school they all went into a bathroom with a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen that video? I've seen a couple like that. And they that, started doing a robbery. And oh, you know, yeah. it's all these like, you know, teenage dudes just being like, she told me put my heart yeah. in the bag. And that, so I really like that. But I, I, I tend to gravitate towards the more positive songs. Like I, one of my favorites that I think is slept on a lot is uh, Flaws and Sins. Um, love that song. I, I love it too. It just... I'm like, uh, if I ever, when I get married, just blast that. I don't yeah. want to listen to like Frank Sinatra, just blast flaws and sins. That's, <laughs> yeah. Because it's fire. He, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just let me and my bride just rage to that. Just yeah, like, it'd be yeah. fire. It'd be funny. And then just, just instead of champagne, just everybody just toss prescription. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that. No, not that, not that. But, but yeah, I, I, I love his more positive, music but like i i it makes me feel so sad because he uh when he does do the sadder stuff it's like so obvious like damn like how did nobody ever like help this guy all he talks about is just death and feeling like he wants to die and to be fair i think he was so in touch with his emotions is so good at articulating how he felt that it was hard to separate like how he was actually feeling from the music because a lot of the music, if we're being honest, like, you know, getting your heart broken and like saying like, Oh, I want to die. Like that's a little bit hyperbolic. Um, but it does feel that way when you're 16, 17, you're breaking, mm-hmm. get a, go through a breakup. Even my buddy is, you know, we're both 20 and he's like, I started listening to him more cause I just broke up with my high school girlfriend and it really sucks. And this guy mm-hmm. like gets it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, was there a question in there? Sorry. <laughs> what, well, what, okay. <laughs> well, what kind I of I just kind of lost my. Yeah, I know. I went on a long ramble. No, there. you're good. You're bad, good. Bad podcasting. Bro. No, um, what, uh, so, but through all the positive and the negative, well, how do you feel about, like, should somebody have stepped in and helped? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess that would be one of my questions. So, you know, I've, that's been a big conversation on Twitter, especially it was very unknown before the documentary. Um, and I'd love to believe everything that was said in the documentary and how it's portrayed. Um, but I, w- they did say in the documentary that, um, you know, people tried to help him and did the best they could, but um, you know, he was rich and could get whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. And so, he was around, he was, I mean, being that famous, you're around people pleasers 24 seven. 
Oh, like, sure. Yeah. yeah. And yes, men. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, if he says he wants to do something, he's probably going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's sad when it comes to like the drug use, but, you know, there's a lot of other people I'm sure that was around him that had the same issues with drugs. I mean, he obviously took it too far, sadly, but I'm sure some of his friends and people he was hanging around were doing the same stuff. So it's, yeah, they usually are in that scenario. Yeah. So I I know people try to put a lot of blame on some of his friends and stuff, but I'm like, you know, he's just as important as everyone else there. It's yeah. So like when you can't really help yourself, it's hard to, you know, really help someone else. And, you know, it's, it's awkward it could be awkward you know trying to like your best friends maybe to like stop doing this but you really want to keep doing it it's it's a whole horrible situation drug use you don't want to get you don't want to get kicked out of like the the entourage the friend group stuff like that so when he passed away so was that they I, i just have always it's always been very confusing how it was portrayed especially in the documentary so they were like late taking off on a PJ mm-hmm. and apparently the pilot like knew they had drugs or whatever. So he just started taking a shit ton of them to like, try and like not get as in much trouble. So yeah, that's a, that's definitely like a, a theory. Um, it, I don't think. Okay. So it was when they, they landed, they, they knew cops were there. Um, and I, they had said that Juice had like, you know, drank like a, a pint of lean before and he'd been taking a bunch of perks. But I don't believe that like he would try to like hide the drugs because, I mean, he had plenty of guns and that's what an need ent- on the plane. So like it's what your entourage is for. You pay people to take it that is. ball for you. And you know, it, it would just seem silly to try to hide like a few pills and just take it's just that doesn't make sense to me. They also there's a theory that he like he was just he didn't want to deal with any of it. So he just overdosed on like purpose or something. Oh, about that. I mean, it, it's no one really. Well, maybe people know that were closer to him, but for the public view through the documentary, um. It wasn't extremely clear, but um, I'm just not sure. I I think there was enough closure through the documentary that, you know, put some people at ease on the Internet and, you know, his fans. But who really knows what actually went down, like, in detail? Yeah, it's just it's like that he was a generational talent. There's no denying that you can, you know, you could compare it to like old Braun in basketball just came and everything he touched turned to gold and he's on the cover of sports illustrated and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But juice world, you know, comes in at, you know, 18, nine comes in at 19, I believe. And then, you know, wasn't trying to become a top five artist in the world. He exactly. just became that. And he became that through his music and was loved by everybody. And the the talent 
it was just it, a lot of it. He's just God given like little Dickie tells a story on some interview. He's like, yeah, so we'd play a beat and juice would freestyle over the whole thing. Yeah. And he'd be like, okay, you know, play it back. And they play the same beat completely different. Do that two or three times. Just there's no comprehension. There's no way to describe talent like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I remember him saying that. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I, there's a reason he's my favorite artist and you know, that he's, he's your number I, one favorite. Oh, definitely. I mean, I wish I could have seen him like record music in person. Cause that would have been like the craziest thing ever. I mean, I wish I was evil, even able to see him in person. I never got to go to any concerts yeah, or anything, which was unfortunate, but yeah, it's such a bummer. I would go rage so hard. At oh, same. Concert oh my god it's just tragic bro but so you run this community of almost 175 77,000 followers of yeah and those are all you know no bots no bullshit like that's real people what does he mean to you in that community yeah i i just i i think this on twitter it's just having you know this following in this community it's really nice because you're able to talk to people about you know songs specifically like certain lyrics his talent like videos of him clips of it. it's just a all-in-one like community to talk about all his you know stuff it's i just love it i'm on twitter all the time do you uh have you met like really cool people through the community like some good friends and stuff yeah not in person but like through yeah, like DMs and, you know, conversations on Twitter. Um, I mean, I met Bibby because of this in person, so. Really? Like, yeah, he, um, I, it was, you know, Juice World Day. Um, uh, they hosted not... that in December, okay. last December. It was a big event. Um, they played his uh, Fighting Demons, his latest album. And, yeah, Bibby ended up like paying to fly me out there wow and uh yeah i got to meet him and some of his crew and they blasted the whole album their ski mask there trippy red um a couple other artists that was insane so like that's pretty cool from that's you know just running cool. this uh, yeah. account how was meeting those guys it was awesome little baby was like so nice to me um he would get so much hate on the internet and um what did he get hate for he would just get you know people i'm assuming just younger kids that don't really know how stuff works they would just complain and tell him he's like ruining his legacy and just say like horrible things in his uh his twitter dms and really yeah but I mean, when I met him, I never really had that. I had a pretty good opinion on him. I mean, it was pretty neutral. I, But after meeting him, like, he was super nice. He was FaceTiming me, making sure I got there and, like, get me through the, you know, the security. And he had really? me in the back room with everyone. And it, it was just super nice. Yeah. Went totally out of his way to do all this. So Wow. When you so and he's the head of 
is he still the head of grade a productions i believe so yeah so did you ask him about uh juice's music and what he was like how did it look those i would pay thousands of dollars to fly <laughs> on the wall in those conversations how did those go yeah so you know i'm not the most like outrovert or like extroverted person so i was kind of just in shock so i wasn't able to ask him too many questions uh, i just kind of thanked him and i didn't want to be too like nosy i wasn't taking any right. like videos in the back room or anything um so unfortunately i didn't really get to ask him much over like in person i really wish i could go back in time and ask him some questions but uh he was just chilling before the event. I didn't want to be annoying or anything, even though it probably wouldn't have been. Um, but yeah, I, I would have asked them. What would questions. you have asked? Yeah. What would you have asked? I just, I, I would just want to know like his, just more about him, like recording the music and his process. Cause you know, people have touched on his recording process um but it just seems crazy and you know there's footage of him recording and um i don't even know it, it it all happened so fast like i i really i i'm not surprised i wasn't able to think of anything to ask him at that time yeah that's a banana I, just scenario to millions be of things going on in my head um and even now though i'm like trying to think of something but um just more about juice. I just his personality. I don't know. I just maybe a story about him and like making music. Yeah. But just anything. I I just love hearing about his uh creation. And he flew you out to Chicago for this? Yeah, so I was at school. So I flew from like uh Baltimore Airport to you know Chicago and uh, I was able to get like three of my friends in VIP too. Wow. And, you know, he, he paid for the flight, the flight back, the hotel. I mean, he, I didn't really, I bought tickets, but I, you know, I didn't go through the general admission anyway. Wow. So I had like an, he gave me, he gave us all, all access passes. So we were able to go on the VIP floor and in all the back, not all the back rooms, but we were able to get like the, the nice like buffet they had out. It was just great. That's Amazing. unbelievable. And you met him. You just were in touch with him through Twitter. Yeah. So it was actually finals week, uh, my fir my first year at college, and I tweeted at him. I was just like, if like little Bibby pays or like pays for my plane ticket, I'll come to Juice World Day. Because I I was just a joke. I really had no intention of going. And it was finals week. I, I really didn't have any ability to. But he responded. He quote tweeted and just said, done. So <laughs> then I like, you know, I was like, holy shit, this might be happening. So I DM him. And he just asked for like a little bit of information. Uh, and yeah, he, he sent me money. And... I, I it paid for everything so it just kind of happened really quickly and i had to like push back finals and 
uh, I was made sure I was able to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely go to a concert over finals any day. Oh yeah. Week. Yeah, definitely. So what, uh, were you rubbing elbows with anybody else that you were like kind of starstruck by? Yeah. So I got to meet, uh, you know, Cole Bennett. He runs lyrical lemonade. lemonade. Yeah. Holy. And I got he, to meet him. He's a huge juice world guy. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he needs more credit for, you know, making juice world popular with his, you know, some of his music videos. I think all of his, you know, out of his most viewed videos, like it's gotta be, it's like, Eight, seven out of ten or four out of five they're all juice world and they all i wouldn't be surprised third yeah. amount of views dude but did you uh, did you talk to any of these people at all you're, you're you like you said you're kind of just an introverted guy uh, yeah like, i was a little um a little shy and just still in shock but i i was uh you know i got a picture with them i just told them like oh i love your work like because i kind of had to he was just talking to his friends like Right. Yeah. The, the the environment there is like you know there's Cole Bennett, and then his friends he's talking to, and then I'm over here talking to my friends. So like, it wasn't like a meet and greet or anything. Right. Yeah. So I was trying to be really respectful because I was see, grateful for this like opportunity. That's so important, bro. Like, and props to you for doing that because there are some people they have no idea how to handle themselves. They just want to go up to people when they're eating or when they're yeah. the second they see a famous person, like they lose their shit and it's just like crazy. And um, like the, the props, you know, clearly you were raised the right way by your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause you're not bothering these, uh, these crazy, these people. Um, speaking of your parents, what did they think of, what do they think of all this, bro? This is cause this is not so, yeah so i gave my mom like a call uh before i went like a few days before i was like hey look it's gonna sound crazy just hear me out um i'm being flown out by juice world's label head and little bibby she had no idea who that really was i had um, no idea who that was yeah i mean unless you're like really on social media following juice really hard like not a lot of people really know about him he also made music but you know he stopped that pretty much but anyway she was just as shocked as you know anyone else here in it she couldn't really comprehend it and um i was just like hey look i'm gonna flown out i'm gonna go this day i'm gonna come back like 20 hours later you know i i I'm going to stay in this horrible, like, hostile hotel in Chicago. And it just sounded crazy because, I mean, I'm from, like, the suburbs. I'm not really used to, like, you know, city. And I had never been to Chicago. Um, So it was just kind of a crazy thing to, like, be like, hey, look, I'm going to be going there. Yeah. I'm getting flown out by the celebrity. I'm going to go meet a bunch of celebrities, but I'll be (laughs) back for finals. Yeah. So I had to tell my professors that too. And they were just, it was just kind of funny to me. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad your professors were chill about it. Any of them, uh, any of them give you a little like, come on, like if you didn't study, just tell me. No, honestly, (laughs) I didn't have, I only had to push back, I think a couple it was like one due date and then one exam. They were like, that sounds like a really cool opportunity. Uh, I have no problem doing that for you. So I was happy with that. It all worked out perfectly. Uh, 
my friend I went with lives in Chicago. He was able to fly down with me and, you know, drive me around and stuff. So that's it fun. all just worked Sweet. perfectly. Like, yeah. Nothing went wrong. All the pieces fell into place. Yeah. So when it was like, um, what what so what is juice world day specifically was it like a concert or was it a party yeah so it was um it was like the united center where like in chicago i I think it's where the bulls play yeah it is so um it was completely sold out i'm pretty sure but yeah it was basically like a concert so there's ski mask there. There was uh, trippy red, twenty four k golden. There, there's some some people performing like a couple songs each. Uh, there was a speech by Juice World's mom, uh, Lil wow. Bibby. He didn't end up talking. Um, he didn't. He was probably just overwhelmed or something. I'm not sure. But Cole Bennett talked for a little bit on stage and. And then they just blasted the whole album. It was a launch for the album. So like it was just releasing that night. So it's kind of oh, like wow. an album launch. Okay. Yeah. And so what was, what were the emotions like in that building? Because I can imagine it would be just a mix of like hype, but sad and just yeah. listening to those songs. Like how, what was going through your head? What was the, uh, the energy in the building like? you're definitely right with hype and sad it it was you know very sad hearing from his mom just talk about juice world and it she's super strong um but like the music i was up pretty close but the music was so loud like i mean people weren't like raging in the crowds um it was like a stadium so i don't know how much you can like rage in a stadium but uh there was like a it's called the juice pit or it was like more of like a typical concert i think that was getting a little rowdy but some good vibes once the album was blasting Mm. definitely but it was a little sad with some of the speeches definitely and there's some parts on the album where it's like eminem speaks or that that yeah it's so emotional did no, you definitely. say Eminem was there? No, no. Oh, okay. Eminem wasn't there. Okay. Um, what does your mom think of Juice World? Because I played my mom, my because I remember at dinner, we have family dinners, and uh, my mom was like, Did you see that rapper um uh orange juice uh <laughs> is get is getting sued by Sting for using his music? And I was like, Yeah, like, do you want to hear it? And I, I played Lucid Dreams. Me and Mike played Lucid, my brother Mike played Lucid Dreams for her. And uh, she was like, Wow, this is really angsty. <laughs> She's like, typical old white woman. Um, just, you know, but uh, what does you, what does your mom think? I'm curious, or your parents in general? Yeah, I, I think I'm losing you a little bit. Oh, um, all right. I, I think we're good now. But yeah, my, um, I have been putting my mom on the juice world recently and she's actually really enjoying the songs I'm sending her, uh, I recently sent her some, some death race for love. Uh, and I sent her some unreleased music too, and she's really liking it. So she says she listens to it pretty often. So that's rad that your mom's cool like that. And we'll listen. Oh Yeah. (laughs) 
So um, with that, with a lot of that being said, so it can be draining listening to music. I'm not going to lie. Like uh, there's, that's why there's all these memes and jokes and on TikTok and Twitter, it's like, bro, dudes wake up at, you know, 10 o'clock and just immediately start listening to juice world. Have you, have you even tried to be happy today? How do you, how do you stay on top of it mentally? Because I I can imagine that uh, like me personally, I I would get sucked in and just kind of be upset and depressed, uh, especially if I was surrounded by it. Yeah. Um, And you know what? I really didn't think of that too much until semi recently, maybe last like six months. Um, I mean, I definitely deal with anxiety and depression, but I never really thought about his music affecting it uh, poorly, like in a bad way. Um, Maybe it does. Affecting you mentally? Yeah, mentally. I never really thought that it would be something that would be like bad but um i don't know i i i'm happy listening to his music so i really do do think he he helps um so yeah i think um you know as young men we all tend to struggle especially in a digital age we all sort of have our own struggles with anxiety depression substance abuse i'm i'm i had to I stopped drinking um, uh, and, you know, it gets hard in that college environment, but. Oh yeah. Good for you. uh, It is what it is. And I'm not slap happy about it, but (laughs) (laughs) it's hard. (laughs) No, I mean, it it was necessary, but um, I just think there, there's just so many elements that speak to so much um, about, and even if it does get a little sad, the next song, it'll just be like, uh, it's, I'm trying to think of when he's like really flexing his muscles. Like what, what's the song where he's really flexing his muscle, like hype, like, um, I mean, you, you could know. put on like syphilis. It's pretty hype Syph- song or armed okay. and dangerous, armed and dangerous. That's a perfect yeah, one. Okay. Yeah. When it, like, you know, you can be like, Oh, like, man, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out, but then armed and dangerous comes on and you just, Oh, it just hits so different. Yeah, yeah, he has, it's not all sad music, so Definitely it is not. cool to hear that that switch sometimes. But that's what I really admire about your uh, 999 Mentality Club. Um, what? So when did you start that? Yeah, so not to be mistaken with 999 Club, which is the Juice World official merch. Um, right. And I just made the account 999 mentality. I just uh, botched that. I just, no, I you're good. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, I want to keep that just separate just for, you know, no, of course you want to, you want to respect like 999 club is his, uh, yeah, that's his right? official merch. So okay. I, um, I had always occasionally like tweeted about on my juice world page about, uh, you know, mental health related topics, like dealing with anxiety and depression, and I kind of wanted a, a separate account for it. And, you know, I really like Juice World's message. You know, 999, take something negative, turn it to a positive. I, I think that's great. Uh, it's a good way to, you know, live thinking about that. Glass so, out Yeah. Yeah. So I, I made the account. Um, you know, I used my Juice World Twitter to build a little bit of traction. And then uh, I started just gaining followers organically but 
yeah, it's a whole page. Just I'll talk about my struggles with it. I'll try to help other people I'll raise awareness. Um, I made some wristbands for people, just 999 mentality, uh, just to act as like a daily reminder to think positive. Definitely some great to, feedback. Yeah. I can send you buy. one if you want. Oh, I would love that, dude. Send me <laughs> yeah. a couple of them for the boys. I yeah, love that. I definitely will. I, uh, um, yes, continue. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, um, I just think it's a great account to, you know, have. It, it helps me. I talk to other people doing stuff and kind of help each other get through, you know, some of the things that, you know, teenagers in the early 20s, it's pretty common for people to share similar, uh, you know, mental struggles. Yeah, definitely. We live and it, it's it's almost like a double edged sword where social media causes a lot of uh anxiety sometimes you know definitely I, I, i've tried to uh limit myself from a lot of it and just focus on more positive but also through social media through communities on reddit or twitter there's like so many people out there that you can just meet and talk to especially someone like yourself that's just you're like clearly great guy heart of gold good soul um, <laughs> appreciate you're, it yeah you're you're a facilitator <laughs> for all this stuff and it, it's really it's pretty awesome to see, especially at a young age. How did you start? How did you gain, you know, 76,000 fall? Like that's nothing to sneeze at. How did you build that organically? How did you build that? So, and on top of that, a super strong community too. Yeah. So the number one thing with Twitter is consistency, tweet consistently. Um, and, you know, to get the initial followers, uh, maybe up to like, 10,000. Uh, it was hard to get up to 10,000. That's a pretty big milestone for like a, a Twitter account, especially like Definitely. a fan page. Yeah. Uh, I would try to interact with as many people in Juice World's replies, uh, his girlfriend Allie's replies. Uh, I'd follow a bunch of Juice World accounts and people interacting. I just wanted as to get involved with as much as possible because yeah, I was trying to grow the account. It was super fun. You know, we were going through 2020 coronavirus, super boring at certain months, just at home. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Didn't really go out for a couple months there, but um, yeah. So I really built it by like following a bunch of people and that sort of thing. I've decreased the amount of people I'm following. I just tried to pick the people that I really liked. Uh, but since like 10,000 followers, it's just been all just from tweeting, you know, really nothing special. I didn't like pay for any shout outs or any, none of these are like bots or anything. I mean, maybe there are some bots that I can't control, but you know, no, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. You're, um, it, you've built it organically and that's something I really appreciate because there's mm -hmm. a lot of hustlers out there trying to uh just finagle their way and buy followers and this and that and yeah it, that's I, just yeah there's that's not you can't do it that way because it eventually it'll number one it'll collapse in on itself with the interactions nothing is you'll more, get no interactions yeah. there's nothing sadder than like <laughs> I, I i've had um one of the bloggers from toll frat move on the podcast and shout out uh shout out bird law shout out bobby uh, he's a great guy too. You'd like him. Um, but you know, their Twitter account, it, you know, they've been in the social media game for a long time and their Twitter accounts at like 1.2 mil followers, you know, they'll be lucky to get a hundred likes on a tweet. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm scrolling through your Twitter right now. Over there's like consistently over 1200 tweets on uh, 1200 likes on pretty much every tweet. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the the interaction is insane. Um I the it's always been pretty insane. Uh it's gotten um better and better, but um yeah. Uh, yeah, the the interaction has gotten better and better as I've uh, you know gotten more followers. But you know, I'll pull in just millions of impressions a month, and it, the the likes and so it's. I don't really focus on that too much, but it is. I really care about the comments. Um, I like getting a lot of comments and stuff, but yeah, the interaction is insane. It really shows how much how much people are like dedicated to his music and you know this community do you like um do you do you like responding to dms and like helping people out with your experience because like uh even i i've saw i i would have loved to build something like this because i just feel like you know if 14 13 year old me could have really used someone you know like me <laughs> yeah like, like 20 year old me or 20 year old you to like I just be like, hey, bro, like, it's all good. Like, you're you're golden right now. Just, you know, stay stay grinding. Yeah. So it's interesting you asked that because early on when I had like maybe like 10, 20,000 followers, uh, I had my DMs completely open to everyone, uh, which I do now actually again. But um, yeah, so I used to talk to a lot of people about like mental health and it started getting a little draining on me or for me really um, because, you know, I just talked to so many people. I put in so much energy into trying to like help people and I still have to help myself, you know, right. like I'm not, I wasn't doing too great at certain times either. So I kind of had to stop that unfortunately, but um, I definitely did it, try it, yeah it gets it could definitely get i could see how it could get super draining like you know you have all these people in the void pretty much clamoring at you asking you to talk to them help them out yeah and, you know i i you know tip my cap that you did it as long as you did and you're trying yeah yeah definitely do you have any plans for the future for leveraging the account um with you know donating to mental health and um you know donating to the drug abuse and things like that like what, what yeah. are your plans for the future so i don't have any set plans yet i used to when i would stream pretty consistently i would donate some of my earnings to um live free 999 foundation i think that's a great cause i mean it's because of juice world and i just thought that was uh great i stopped doing that months ago because i don't really stream anymore and you know i do a percentage and maybe i make like a dollar one month and i just i'm not going to be donating like 20 cents yeah yeah um with the 999 mentality stuff uh the plan in the future um is to hopefully if i still you know sell stuff i don't want to make it just a account about selling stuff or like right. trying to profit off people i i really don't this is really for like the consumer. I, I just think it's a good reminder. You don't have to buy it or anything, but, and the money goes to me currently. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in the future, you know, if I really grow that account, 
I would be more than happy to start donating some of that money just because I, I care about it a lot. Um, but you got to be pretty transparent with that stuff on the internet. Uh, right. Because I don't want people thinking that money's going towards it right now. It's no. clear that it's not juice world merch and, you know, I, but I, would love to be able to donate some in the future, but you know, I'm yeah. just not, I'm not raking in a ton of money right now because right, of it. Right. So, yeah. you know, it just doesn't make sense yet. Yeah. So you're getting a couple bucks now and you're like, Oh, well, you know, that would be kind of lame if I did like a, like a thing and I only made it a couple hundred and I can only, you know, you want to help out. You want to leverage it essentially to help out as many people as possible. And you're oh, not yeah. at that level yet. Yeah. We're, I'm not there yet. So have you uh have you tried leveraging tiktok at all you know it i haven't but it's been in the back of my mind for a while uh you know i'm i watch a bunch of tiktok like the average person right but i don't i've never like made tiktoks uh i think it's a great platform for interaction and you know people can get a lot of interaction pretty easily with not a lot of followers so i would love to start that I was thinking about it today, even, but I think you'd crush TikTok. You would with you see, and a lot of this goes for everything and um, everything, everybody in life, like in, in show business, uh, someone said this quote, it's like the most valuable thing you can be is yourself and you're so genuine and you love it so much. And it's clearly it, it's helped you so much. And you just want to share that that'll shine through the phone screen uh, of wherever it's at like that, that love and that care for uh, this artist and his work. Well, you, I, you'd crush TikTok. I appreciate you saying that because I just, I, I just need the confidence to start it. I just, but. Well, uh, do you gotta just do what you do with Twitter, like twice a day, just yeah. be like, um, or you could even start with a series. You'd be like putting you on to, unreleased juice part yeah one. yeah that would be sweet i would love that i'd follow that in half a second <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i would i would love to do that um yeah, whatever brings it. more i the big thing about the juice world account is just trying to help keep his legacy alive so right. the more interaction the better and the more people you can get in the community the better exactly bro exactly oh, and that it, is a good idea definitely go just just if you if uh if a couple wristbands a couple shirts fall off the back of the truck just you know you know where to slide them <laughs> but it, that's your idea keep it cherish it love it um uh and yeah that's that's fantastic i i really i definitely do i love what you're doing bro um and i think it's super fantastic it's so good for everybody and um Braden, last thing, one of the things Juice World uh, talks about a lot is uh, his anxiety and depression. And you mentioned earlier um, your personal struggles. Um, what, how, what, what were your struggles like, and how did uh, Juice's music help you through that? Yeah, so I didn't really. I've always had like some slight anxiety, but it wasn't until like sophomore year of high school where. Um, I really started this anxiety called like depersonalization. Um, it's been talked about on, it's not very well known, but, uh, it's been talked about on juice world community. And I try to touch on it in my mental health awareness account, but, um, 
it's just kind of a super scary feeling. Uh, it's there's a ton of information about it on the internet, and it's something that just kind of comes and goes. Dealing with it now, even as we speak, you know, it, it's something that like kind of haunts me like every day. Um, and it's something that can lead to, you know, depressive thoughts. So, but it's pretty tough, but I mean, listening to Juice World talk about some of his music, I could tell he's kind of dealing with some similar things. And uh, it's kind of nice to hear that because the one thing that does soothe some of this anxiety is knowing that you're not alone and how you're yeah. feeling. So no, man, you're never alone. My, uh, my junior year of high school, um, I had the worst month of my life and I look back on it kind of, it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so I had mono and then I oh. got, I got my wisdom teeth out so I couldn't eat for like three, three weeks. I lost 20 pounds. I Holy. was miserable. Oh my God. It was the worst. And then I had to miss, I missed a week of class and then I had to miss do all half days. So I was still missing some sorts of class, bro. That was, that was tough, but, uh, I mean, you know, I started seeing a therapist and part of it was like, oh, sweet. I get to go out. I get to leave school early on Fridays and then come mm -hmm. back and play lax. Like that's, sweet, oh, you but... play lacrosse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big lax, nice. bro. Yeah. Fire. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, it, it was, it was tough and, you know, I, I've definitely been in the trenches before and, uh, you know, it's, I, I quit drinking and, you know, it's, there's just a lot of little stuff you got to do every day and th you're definitely you're never alone nobody's ever alone but you know and that's Certainly. why yeah that's why your account's so valuable man yeah yeah no definitely i mean it's should be talked about more mental health it's very important uh it's arguably just as important as your physical health it's just not absolutely usually treated as you know well yeah. so it's like if you had an ACL tear, you know, you go into surgery, you know, you fix it, you do rehab, all yeah. that stuff, and then you're good to play again in nine to 12 months. But like you go and say, uh, I have anxiety, chronic anxiety, or I'm depressed a little bit, you know, they sometimes they just give you a pill and they expect it to be like all better. But it's, you know, just like your physical body, there's a lot of work that has to go in. Definitely. Yeah. It takes time and work mental health definitely all right man well thank you so much for coming on bro you've been this has been so sweet i uh i love it so much and i love the account i love what you're doing and um where can people follow you at bro yeah so on twitter it's just at juice legend um you can find all my other social media there if you want to give it a follow that's like my main account uh but i have a pinned tweet with all my other social media too so yep well, all right, man, this has been fantastic. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on and, and sharing your story. I, I definitely, well, let's, uh, I'd love to get a part two going when you're, when you blow up on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we might have to. Yeah, definitely, man. All right, everybody. First of all, Bra Braden, it's Braden, yes. right? I didn't botch it. Braden, no, thank you so, again, thank you so much for coming on. All right, everybody, got some great interviews coming up. Uh, this has been fantastic. I will see you guys later and peace. Emission. Huh. 999 to get in. Yeah. I'm for the outsiders, the introverts, the motherfuckers that don't fit in. Yeah. Drug abusers, coding users that been hurt by women. Yeah. I'm a drug abusing, coding using modern day John Lennon. Yeah. How many perks I popped up really ain't nobody business. Since it's just me and you here, I admit I've been tripping. 
Way too many. Yeah, way too many. Yeah, way too many. Way too many. Way too many. Way too many. World tour, worldwide. Seen it with my own eyes. Walking around London off the pills. This my third time. Everybody asks me how I feel to live my life. I know how I feel, but I know I don't feel alright. I'm a fight away demon, feel like Tyson. Curse blood on my hands. What have I done? Truth is what I really need to find out before the enemy finds out. Woke up, couldn't move. Satan said, peekaboo, baby girl. Is that you? He said no, but I'll take her too. Woke up, couldn't move. Satan said, look at you. Out of luck, bound to lose. Misery, uh-huh. Avenue, admission. Huh. 999 to get in. Yeah. I'm for the outsiders, the introverts, the motherfuckers that don't fit in. Yeah. Drug abusers, coding users that been hurt by women. Yeah. I'm a drug abusing, coding using modern day John Lennon. Yeah. How many perks I popped up really ain't nobody business. But since it's just me and you here, I admit I've been tripping. Way too many. <laughs> yeah, way too many. <laughs> yeah, way too many. Way too many. Way too many. Way too many. Got no chill. I've been drinking too much. Ain't no such thing as smoking too much. I've been smoking so much. Walk out till my face go numb. I'ma sip till my face go numb. In the strip throwing 10k dubs. Make it count, puke, throw it all up. They wanna have a good time on us. They wanna all get high on us. Got so high, DJ scream, praise you, wouldn't die on us. Lost too many walls. We ain't losing no more. So hold on, I go and shoot the devil in the skull. Way too many. Yeah. Way too many. Yeah. Way too many. Yeah. Way too many. Yeah. 